Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify Black Letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. And now a word from our sponsors. And thank you to our sponsor, Alcunas. Alcunas is a one-stop resource for all your business and legal support services. Whether you need operations management support, website development, invention prototyping, patent searching, Alcunas has it covered. Alcunas understands you can't do everything yourself. Virtual operations and HR support, business formations and patent searches are just a few of the many services they provide either directly or through their network of specialized partners. Alcona serves law firms with professional management support, virtual paralegal assistance, and coordination of outsourced services, including the difficult task of e-discovery and deposition logistics. Think of Alconus as your legal services business concierge. You focus on your core services, and they'll take care of the rest. For more information, visit www.allconus.com. That's allconus.com. So welcome back to Black Letter. And today we're talking with Dusty Gwynn, a sports agent for the NFL and attorney, one of 700 agents, not 120. Only oh. about 120 actually have a client probably. So. Okay. So <laughs> one of 120 with an actual client um, in the NFL, which is great for Dusty. Dusty's also an attorney with Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig and runs the sports law group at DBL, which mostly consists of him. Um, but, you know, a lot of what Dusty does, too, with the other parts of the firm, which we're going to talk about today, is planning around the other stuff besides the athlete being an athlete, but also their estate planning, protecting their brand, monetizing other aspects of their lives beyond just being an athlete. What else? What do you do when you can't play the sport anymore? Uh, and, and in that vein, we have with us also Ken Harvey. Ken Harvey is a Washington Redskins player, um, famous former, former, right, uh, I, I, sorry, um, former, he looks like a current Washington Redskins player because staying fit, which is good. Not everybody does that. Um, and Ken is also, besides being a former player, a, now a financial planner and uh, deals with both insurance and financial planning, particularly for athletes uh, as they're in the field now and making lots of money and doing really well. But what happens when your career is ended because you're just, you know, at some point you get too old to do it. Um, you've got to save and plan for that. And a lot of athletes don't do that. And Ken, from his own experience drawing from that, does that for athletes now. And so we're going to talk about the rest of the world for athletes. How do we deal with estate, brand, uh, and life after being an athlete and follow-up careers? And furthermore, Ken is also the author of two thriller books and three children's books and one children's book that he just released, uh, illustrated by his good friend Terry Crews who I believe was a football player. He was a football player for the Redskins. 
for the Redskins. For the Redskins. With you. That's how we met. Okay. We, we were so, in the same position. So Terry and Ken played on the Redskins together. Terry is uh, now on some television programs. Uh, and they Terry illustrated the book. Ken wrote it. And it is very neat. So it has virtual reality. I've never seen anything like it. And we're going to cut some of those virtual reality scenes in. It's about Ken's two boys. Actually wrote it 21 years ago. Ken, why don't you tell us about it? So it's, it's augmented reality. Virtual reality is, you know, with the goggles, augmented reality is you can use your phone and put it over the book and then it'll come alive on your phone. And I know describing it verbally is hard to imagine, but uh, you will have cuts to it. Uh, we did it 21 years ago and it, was, uh, it started just because of, uh, you know, one of my sons came home and he was talking about a, a show on TV and he wanted to be one of the characters. But then the sad thing is he said there were no brown characters. And for him in his mind, that's the reality. That was his reality of the world. So I wanted to write a book where they saw themselves as the character, but I wanted any other kid to see themselves as a character. A lot of times you get it so segmented that this is you and this is whatever, but this is, you know, it's a game of hide and seek, but also seeing yourself as a pilot and seeing yourself on the train and seeing yourself in a car. And so uh, did, we did this book. Uh, Terry just did this phenomenal job with the artwork. And, you know, we were just kind of link-minded. And so, um, and so we did pictures. the book 21 years ago, gave him away. Is that you guys 21 years ago, right? There? No, those are my two boys. Oh, those are your boys. Now, oh, Marcus yeah. and Anthony. There they Marcus are. Marcus and Anthony. So that's you and Terry right now. Right. And there's your two boys. And they're both graduated from college. Both and yet, graduated. Both got their masters. Here they are in the book. They look a little younger in the book. But we did it when they were six and four. And so 21 years later, we also, we wanted to republish it, uh, met, I uh, had a friend of mine who had an augmented reality company. And so just really thought that combining those two skill sets together, the book, augmented reality, this is kind of modern day of what you can do with something. And it's a bridge. It's a bridge between young people reading and the technology because. At a very early age. At a very early age. Fantastic. And the way things are going now, everyone's just giving their kids you know, iPad, iPhone, and saying, or whatever it is, just do that and, and, and don't bother me. Yeah. We wanted them to want. I haven't seen anything like Parents that. to sit with their yeah. kids the first time and, I, and do I it. I can't well. wait to get one for my daughter. It yeah. pops, yeah. The, the characters pop off the page on your phone and talk and move, and I've never seen anything like it. I have an Oculus, and this is, this is kind of a step beyond because it's appearing kind of like on the table. So we'll, we'll cut to it and show you in the show. Um, so this is something Ken did after his career as an athlete. Um, and, you know, his successful career. So let's talk first, uh, Dusty and Ken, a little bit about um, what are the challenges? You're a young athlete and you're starting in the field. And we talked briefly about the fact that today in the NFL, an agent's, uh, I guess, percentage is capped at 3%. Is that right? Correct. But, uh, but sometimes, you know, unscrupulous of agents. Three percent of your contract. Of your contract. But there Better are other contract. ways that agents kind of get around that. So what are the things athletes have to watch out for, be concerned about? How do, how do you deal with that as an attorney and Ken as an athlete who went through this? You know, maybe you guys can talk about your experience a little bit with that. You probably have a better perspective than me because I, I didn't make it to the NFL, but, but you've, you've, you get it from both ends as an advisor and as a former player. But um, these are the kind of cool things you find yourself involved in if you're an agent when, when you know, the average NFL career is three years at best. Really? How long were you in the NFL, Ken? 11 years. 11. So Ken tripled the, no, quadrupled almost the, uh, the average career. So that's good. It, it's good. And, I, and I'll, so I guess, jump in. But I, I made a lot of the same mistakes that, you know, you hear about the athletes making. And, you know, I think some of the reasons why, at least what, the way I see it is, is that um, – 
some people look at it where it's just about numbers, but there's a lot of emotion and a lot of other things that are involved. I mean, and take, for example, if you're a kid who every day of your life, it, it's a survival. It's every day that you go outside and someone got shot down the corner, someone did whatever. You learn to live day to day to day. Your mindset becomes day to day to day. So even though you get a huge chunk of money, your mindset is still day to day to day. And so you don't live and you don't plan. And you don't think about tomorrow because that's where your mindset is. Or you come out and, and you're a nice person. You feel like you've been blessed to be here and you want to give to everybody. So you give and you get family, you get members, you get people coming out, sure. you get friends. You, you, you know, your salary, unlike other people's salary, it's posted. It's in the newspapers. Everyone yeah. knows that you're an NFL player. So you got a lot of people coming at you with different things. And by the very nature of the, the business you're in, the, the thing that makes you great is the same thing that can destroy you. And I say like the attitude of never giving up, you know, a good businessman may know when it's time to pull out and say, you know, this is a done deal. I'm out of it. Your attitude in football, you've been trained all your life. Keep pushing, keep going, keep grinding, keep doing it. So you'll stay in something to keep investing more and more and more money into it and end up losing everything because it's, it's, it's the, the relationship of, uh, of your mindset as well as, as knowing the, you know, the financials of it. So that's why it's good to have a good lawyer, a good partner, a good agent that is not only your friend, but you know, by very, the very definition. A friend's going to tell you when something's wrong or when something's right. A friend's going to get into, get into your head a little bit and, and be strong enough to say, you know, you're going down the wrong path and here's what we need to do for it's you. It's got to be somebody you trust. Somebody you trust. But, you know, people, people understand the game. So there are a lot of people who will kiss your butt, do everything you want, be your best friend to get that money, to right. get next to you. And... um that that so there are a lot of people who fake it you know i i, you know, I want to claim everybody that's in relationships that's in life right there are a lot of people who fake it but um you got to show a window the, the nfl i think is doing a lot better job of training guys you're seeing a lot more successes the guys i think are starting to see themselves as more than just an athlete they're seeing themselves as an individual uh contractor for you know that that's their company their brand is their company and so i think if you start seeing it as a business more than just you're just a player, um, it becomes a lot better. So let's pull that out a little bit. So, so Ken, you just said you start seeing yourself as a brand, your company. So Dusty, what, how do you advise your NFL players that are clients as a lawyer and as an agent, how do you advise them to deal with their brand and their company? How do they protect that or, or capture that right now? Sure. Well, most of those, most of those contracts are non-guaranteed as well. So you get hurt or you can get cut. It can change on so a So what dime. does non-guaranteed mean exactly? That means that... that that you may be under contract for 17 weeks, but you can get cut after 10 and you're not going to get those last So oh, and you don't weeks. get paid the rest of it. Okay. A good, good agent's going to strive to get as much guaranteed money in writing as they can. Okay. Um, but a good agent is also going to, from day one, and, and some agents will sign just as many guys as they can. I, I've never taken that approach. I'm going to sign, you know, one to three guys a year. And you have, to, you have to have the same values. You have to have the same understanding on a lot of things or it's just not going to work. So, uh, you know, one of the questions I'm always going to ask is, what do you like beyond football? And you look at what their degree is in or where they're from or what their interests are. And you need to start. Um, I mean, first of all, you've got to make the team. If you don't make the team, you don't, you don't need Ken. You don't have, <laughs> you don't have the money or, or the business to, to, um, 
to take care of. But once you make the team, um, you should be immediately, you know, diversifying your whole life because, again, three years is the average lifespan of an NFL player. So um, you can see it now uh, with Tom Brady, with LeBron in basketball. Um, you know, Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski is going to be an action star, right? The, right. The, we talked about The Rock off it's camera. It's like the first tight end ever to be an action right, star, right. probably. So um, <laughs> I have to imagine. It, it it turns right into trademarks and branding and how you you know. So you, you recommend they they capture their brand, get a trademark, get their estate planning done early on, um, that kind of thing. And it may not even be their their personal brand. We we just did a, a trademark at DBL for a, a, a former football player that that is is building his own app company. Oh, so okay. They, they they certainly have an appreciation for branding sure. and business because NFL is one of the biggest businesses in the world, right? So right. they. They, they get indoctrinated to that really fast. It's a- so figure out the interest, yeah. Well, I just want so to give a practical example, if, if a player doesn't understand his brand, then he will go and someone else will say, hey, I want you to do this. And they're going to reap all the benefits. They may give the player, you know, you know give a small number, $1,000, $2,000, but now they own the brand. They own the rights to everything. And the player then looks out and says, okay, I did this. I'm making 2000 but this company is making 100000 200000 off of your brand, off of your name. That's not the fair deal. So I think it's empowerment, and that's why a good lawyer, uh, and it makes a world of difference, is going to empower that player to say, this is yours. And what you have is for a limited time, and you can't give it up. And when you give it up, it's gone. And so, you know, you need, you need people on your side because it's easy to manipulate, and it's not just athletes. I mean, you look at Bernie Madoff's people take advantage of people. So you want to have people on your side that are going to protect you. So that so that's you're with Fellows Risk Services and Fellows Financial Group. So you you're planning and the insurance stuff. You work hand in hand with attorneys, I assume. We do on a lot of this stuff. People like Dusty or estate planners. Because you have to talk. So um, so what is it that that you? What's the principal driving piece of advice that you give? Uh, I know you represent some athletes right now that are in the NBA and things like that. So what what do you what do you tell them when you first meet with them? Hey, here are the here are the gotchas and here's what we need to do for you. What's the most important? Well, I mean, start off with for a while we didn't want to you know, make that our focus is to do athletes because just I've been on the other side where where guys would come into the locker room that someone sent them in there and immediately they're trying to get all the athletes. Right. If that guy's crooked, the player ends up getting a bunch of deals from his friends and then he scatters and the players left with a bunch of broken hearts. So first thing we do is we just try to say, okay, what, what are you trying to do? You know, similar to you, what are you trying to do with your life? Where are you looking at in the future? This is what you have. And, and ultimately get a snapshot of where they're at now. Okay. And give them a snapshot of where they could be in the future, given what they're doing now. If you're spending a hundred thousand a year, it may look good when you got, you know, you got 10 million in the bank, but over time, you know, if you're not doing anything else or you keep giving out money or you're doing whatever, it's going to, it's going to, at the end of 10 years, 15 years, you're broke. And everyone's looking at you saying, yep. So when you say giving players. out money, what is, is that something athletes do? Is that well, a- Okay. So, so, you know, you make it and it's nothing against your family or whoever relatives, but everyone knows you make it. Right. And so people are going to come to you and say, you know, I, I want to. New house, you know, you give your parents a new house, and maybe you got a contract. And, I, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
an agent's getting a percentage of your the total contract. So there's a chunk gone there. So Uncle Sam's going to take his chunk. You want to buy a home for yourself, but you want to buy a home for your parents. That's gone. Maybe you have a bunch of brothers and sisters who all need some money and you want to take care of them because that's family. So that's gone. Now you got friends who, who have a business that they want you to invest in and, that, and you want to help them out because those were your boys. You, you know, ride and die. You were with them the whole time. So you give a chunk of money to them and that money's gone. Now all of a sudden the season comes up and you're like, God, I'm, I'm playing ball, but I'm broke. I'm rich, poor. Wow. <laughs> you know, I got a nice house, but I don't do it. And then by the very nature, you want to be successful. And so you, maybe you'll take more risky investments. Maybe do things because you've seen it on TV. And so you invest in this land and you invest in this building. And you invest in all these things that by your very nature, you're like, I'm going to be successful. But you don't have because the background Because you can push through it, it as an athlete as opposed to having a planner and like you yourself the or Dusty. So we're going to look at it and say, okay, you know, legally, let's look at when we have to work together because if you're not on the same page, right, then the one person is telling you one thing, the other person is telling you another thing. It's just to give them a full picture of what is, right. what could potentially be, and, 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 and which direction you can go. There's nothing wrong with being maybe a, an aggressive investor. But if you're an aggressive investor, what is that going to do for you 10 years down the road? You know, you can't always gamble that it's going to be a big, big hit. And let's stop for a moment and hear from our supporters. Thank you to our sponsor today, Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig. Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig solves complex business problems with smart solutions, acting as advocates and advisors to their clients with diverse professional backgrounds from MBAs to PhDs to bankers to military officers, real-world experience for real-world problems. Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig doing better law. To find out more, visit www.dblawyers.com. Well, so Ken, so good point. So you've written two thrillers, three children's books, and you've done some other businesses, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Uh, So what have you learned from... So I think it's important to know that when you're planning for athletes, you've been there, right? So you can connect with an athlete and say, I've been there. I mean, have you made those mistakes yourself? Can you say, I made those mistakes. Here's what not to do. And here's what I've learned. Here's the book I'm writing now. Uh, okay. I haven't said anything, but the title is Confession Confession of a Broke-Ass Ex-NFL Player in a Suit. So the answer is yes. <laughs> that's the title, <laughs> I'm going right? to say, that's the, yes. spoiler, that's, uh, Confessions of a Broke-Ass NFL Player in a Suit. NFL Player in a Suit. Okay. And, and the reason being is that, um, you know, you, you, you have this persona that you want to keep. And so you try, to, you try to keep the persona even though you may be going in debt. Or maybe you're afraid to talk to somebody or who to trust. You know, you got a thousand people telling you and you got to roll the dice and pick the one out of the thousand and maybe find the right person. Or for whatever reasons, you're trying to help everybody or doing whatever. My advice or the thing that I look at is first, learn how to say no. Uh, you know, secondly, take a plan and, and, and be humble enough to take a plan and take advice. And then look at your future. Where do you want to go? You know, are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have something set aside for kids? What if you get hurt? I mean, there are insurances for if you get hurt. What, what is going to be the long-term implications? What are you looking at beyond this? Because if you had to live off of just your contract for the rest of your life, same thing with someone who's 65 who's been working all their life. Now they got this chunk of money but they live to be over 85 and they've only planned for yeah, their money at it's 85. A lot. Now you're living in your 95. You, now you got to go back with your kids. You're old. You're not going to get a job and you're broke. It's 
the society we're in. So I don't, I don't look at players because I look at, you know, people look at, oh, these players and this and that. The same thing is a 65-year-old, you may get it when you're 35 or 30 years old and you get this huge chunk, but now it has to last a lot longer. When you're 65, same thing is that you get it. But if you haven't planned, maybe to 100 or you haven't planned to stretch it out a little bit, you're dealing with the same situations. And that's the tough thing. So, so that, so there you're helping, you're getting disability insurance, you're putting things in place that even if the athlete spends their money, they've got a protected nest egg or protected, yeah. they've got something protected that they, they really can't accidentally give away to somebody and they can tell their, right. their relatives, you know, I put that into uh, a policy or an annuity, whatever it is you plan for it, that. It's easier to say, you know, I have my financial people and, and this is our budget and this, and I can't do it. You know, it's easier it's to easier put to it say, on Go talk to else. Ken about yeah, it's what you need. To put it on you need a no else. guy. Yeah. Talk to Dusty because Dusty's going to look at it and, and let you know if it's a good contract. And it's not that it's no, but you know, a, a good agent is going to work for you, right? There, there are some agents who will work for you, but work for themselves. And I'm not down on anybody, but a good agent is going to is going to work for you, who's going to have your best interest at heart as opposed to his best interest. If 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 you were the type of person who was trying to get on news and trying to get on TV to try to make a name for yourself so you could get more clients, that may not be the best route. But what I know from you is that you're a guy who's going to look out for the athlete, who's going to care about the athlete, who's going to look at everything legally to make sure that there, there isn't a fine prints. Because you get a lot of these contracts of people offering you things and there's these fine prints and you read them and I'm not going to read a thousand page thing. I can't imagine the degree some of the, the biggest players get pitched uh, because I, I get people coming to me trying to pitch guys I don't even represent. Right. Just trying to find a connection to them. But um, I, I get pitched really? for, for Terry all the time. Sure, you know, sure. Oh, Terry, can he do this? Can he but do that? he's not playing. They, they, you get pitched. What, what do you get pitched Because for? they know he's in Hollywood and because they know he's I'll be getting brand. pitched by Terry when this, for Terry when this comes out. Right. I mean, this is the way uh, it is. And, 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 <laughs> or and anybody he, on the Redskins. He has a name or brand. So Terry wore a T-shirt that someone designed at an event, that's starting for them. So he's got to wear a T-shirt that says "Confessions of a Broke Ass Ex NFL Player." <laughs> he, just, he just has to be my friend. I think the reason we <laughs> stay friends is that I don't I don't come sure. to him with anything. Yeah. This has been 21 years, and you know this is something that we did together. Um, the augmented reality blows me. I have to say, I saw the book. I was like, "Oh, it's a children's book," and then right, you right. popped your phone out. That's it's pretty neat. Try to throw it out. Um, yeah, a so, lot of players don't have it to lose or don't make it long enough to even have it to lose. So, I mean, I, I get as much joy out of, you know, the guy that plays a little bit of CFL or arena ball and turns into a teacher or coach. You know, you're doing your job as, as an agent there, I think, if, if you – it's about transitions. I mean, Planning the, the, for after. Yeah, transitions in life. Like, not just college to pro, but, you know, off the, on the field to off the field. And I'm actually glad you said that because everyone in their mind thinks, okay, you go from football glory to being a big – business person and you're making millions of dollars some guys just want to be a teacher which is great but you but you want to have the ability to be a teacher where you're not worrying about god i got to make it and make ends meet at the end of the week and i don't even know if i could do my job well you want to have enough set aside that this is my teacher salary but on you know in the summer we can me and my family we could go on vacation because this is what playing at sports will allow me and saving and planning it the right way I guess fame is the is the axiom true that generally fame is fleeting. If you took all of the NFL players that have retired from the NFL in the last twenty years, how many? I are think now, now more than ever, for sure. That and, and it's it's also it's a mindset. I mean, it's it's 
You've been at the mountaintop. You've been at the peak. You right. got a hundred thousand people cheering for you. You know, this is you've been. It's, it's like an eighteen-year whatever investment, nineteen, twenty-year investment. Right, this is college your too. Life. This is college. You've been doing it all your life. You're at this peak, and then the next day, boom, and it drops, and it drops quick, and it drops fast. There's some who can turn it over and and and, and do well with yeah. it, but it drops. And they didn't have Instagram when you were hot. So five years ago, you don't have yeah. enough followers as the new guy. So you're not going to get the next deal either. So it, it, the bottom drops out fast. So has that changed the world of uh, brand management for professional athletes and after Instagram, Twitter, social media? I mean, didn't exist when I was in college. I assumed that... Absolutely. The digital influencers are, are measured by their numbers, whether they're football player or basketball player or not. Are athletes it's... digital influencers as well? Yeah, it's much harder if you were finishing up five years ago than if you're, you know, on top of the game now. And if you think about it, even with the influence, if you're an athlete, there are very few, like there are levels. You know, you may be an athlete on a team and no one knows who you are. You may be an athlete on a team and in your area, in the Washington, D.C. area, everyone knows who you are. But beyond that, you're just kind of whatever. And then you have a few that everyone knows, knows who you Brady, are. Tom Brady, Mahomes, like so the kind of big. You're an you know, everyone, yeah, sure, you're, sure. you're the brand person. So understanding where you're at and then how to use that brand and where you're at is just as important. So let me ask you a question, Ken, since you've been friends with Terry for 21 years. I grew up in the Washington area. I didn't particularly, I was a small kid, didn't particularly follow a ton of football, but I did know the Redskins generally and Riggins and that I was, you know, younger. But, uh, Terry wasn't a famous foot. I mean, he's a football player and he had some fame regionally, but he wasn't a national name. His name is bigger in retirement, it seems to me. I'm he, just asking. He had no fame regionally. He was okay, so. I mean, great guy. So the thing is, it's like once, <laughs> he, once he stopped, I mean, he has a great story. Once he stopped, he, um, he tried to produce a movie here. And, you know, people came, they watched the movie. He was trying to get funding for the movie, they ate all his food. No one left any, 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 fun, any funding, and he was broke. <laughs> and so he's sitting up here, and he's trying to figure movie? out. Just curious. It was, I think it was, was it Bad Boys Incorporated? It was kind of, you know, <laughs> just, just around that time. Yeah. But um, he ended up, he was a great artist also. So he was trying to do artwork and trying to support his family. Then ultimately he decided, I can't do anything here. So him and his wife, and big credit to his wife, um, they up and left to L.A., in L.A., he's struggling. You know, he's trying to make ends meet. He's trying to figure out where to go. Uh, and then he, through perseverance, found he got one spot and another spot and another spot and another spot. But what people don't know in is... In acting. In acting. Okay. Uh, but he started off, he was sweeping floors. He was in the back of... And when a pickup truck drives around to the store, he would jump in the so truck. He was an and, NFL player. Yeah. Who was sweeping floors. Because he only made a small amount for a small amount of time. He was here for two years, but... Made it one year, had a salary, it was a small salary. Then the second year, they cut him right after training camp. So he, was, he didn't make no money. So little money he had saved up. Uh -huh. He's going, he's trying to work. And then he ends up, um, I think while he was doing security, he, uh, on a Schwarzenegger song, gave him a bit role. Because he wanted to be a director and a producer. And then someone else gave him a bit role. And so he's been fortunate. But what people don't see is every day he would be in a library studying. While he, was, while he was in L.A., every day he would, um, he would take the time to try to write down all of his goals. And this is what he wanted to achieve. Every day he was persevering. And then he had a, a supportive family that, was, that had his backside. So it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't an automatic success story. He's been 
fortunate to be in the in industry for that long, but it wasn't because of um, it was it just happened. It wasn't because it definitely wasn't because of his NFL fame. It, he tried to rely on the NFL fame, and that didn't get him anywhere because people don't care about it. you know once once you leave your your yeah. own player, and then two is regionally. It's you know you go to LA and say I play for the Washington Redskins. It's like okay. They're- who are the Redskins? We, 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 got a, we got our team. I don't care. Who are you? When we did know. you last win the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. We no, change teams out here every year now. Yeah, yeah, basically, right? So so maybe that's just interesting, right? But to some degree, it sounds like Terry's success is based on the fact that he wasn't successful, as successful as an athlete. Because he, he had that, that athlete's mentality of persevere, 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 push through. But he didn't have this fame to fall back on, or at least not the level of fame that some athletes rely on. And I mean, is the moral of that really no athlete should rely just on their fame to continue making money after their career? That's that's the one in a million. I mean, I don't know, but it sound, seems like that to me. I would say yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely the exception to the rule, but that's so what advisors and planning, to. right? You, ne- you never rely on that. I mean, even movie stars, you know, a movie may take two or three years before it comes out. Yeah. So everyone's seeing that movie, and right. it may be a hit, but you're trying to get money to go to the grand premiere. Yeah. Because it's two or three years of not working to get to that movie. So you never rely on the fame. It's, it's constantly grinding. But then hopefully having good people around you that are, that are looking out for you. The one thing I would say real quick, and I'm yeah. talking a lot, yeah. is that athletes don't want you to baby them. You know, all oh, these poor guys, and I just want to help you. And they're not idiots. They're not, you know, whatever. They, they are guys who happen to be, who happen to focus and work really hard on their craft. And that's the thing is they focus on it. We, we work with a lot of business owners also. Right. And yep. they're busting their butt to be successful in business, but your focus is on the business. So when someone comes and talks to you about investing and someone comes to talk to you about something else, you don't know because your focus is on. Well, and that's the better use of your time, business. right? Right. The better use of your time is to be a good athlete or be good at whatever you're doing, writing books. It shouldn't be on planning your investments, exactly. buying insurance. You wouldn't know the first thing. You shouldn't know the first thing about it. It's a waste of your time and money to do the jobs that other people. I say this all the time to people. You know, as, a, as an attorney, they're like, I need to learn about uh, trademarks or how to file a patent. No, if you have the invention, be the inventor, right? It's the same thing with an athlete. Be the athlete and then find caretakers you trust. That's the challenge though, right? So, so what are the, what are the big takeaways for an athlete today? I, I, I get number one, it sounds like, find advisors you trust. Like you have to trust them. And, and so I, I guess that leads me to a question before I get to takeaways. How do you find an advisor you trust? I mean, obviously you make friends, but Ken, you said well, there you are guys listen, out listen there. Listen to your podcast. Yeah, listen that, to our that, podcast. That, right. you know? Call Ken and Dusty because <laughs> right. you can trust right. them. I think that's a fair. Uh, but well, yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, that's the tough thing is, right. is, is finding people you can trust. So some of it is. It's a very personal relationship. I mean, that's the only way I know to put it. I mean, there are guys I know that I need to talk to every week, and there are guys I don't talk to but every month. And and it's fine, depending on the personalities. So it's not That's really good, yeah. And so it's very personality-driven, person-by-person. It's connection. if you're a good agent, a good advisor, you're going to understand your guy or or, or whoever you represent, and you're going to know that. Um, Okay. So I, I think, yeah, you, you want them to maximize where they are right now. Um, and, you know, our job is to make sure they're doing their trademarks. They're doing their estate plan. They're, there's a system in place for all these people coming at them that doesn't get 
them off of. Manage the hangers on. So, so it sounds like trusted advisor is number one. Find a trusted advisor, make the connection. Number two is plan for your future. Don't assume that you can live on your fame. What's the third big takeaway? You know, I mean, I, th- I, I think it's probably understand who you are and what you are at that moment. You are, you are a business owner uh, and your business is your body, your sport, your skill. And you have to see yourself as a business owner. So if you're a business owner, you can't be afraid to say no. You can't be afraid to do some of the hard things that a business owner would do to be successful. Got it. Okay, so I, I love that. So, the, so And the final and third takeaway is treat your career as a business. Don't treat it as a... You have to operate like that because that's the way the teams and the, and the corporations are going to look at you. It's not college anymore. It's a business. And this is your whole life and your whole future in front of you. And many will argue it's not that way in college anymore either. But Yeah. But it's uh, supposed we, to be. we want it to be. We, we, we strive yeah. for that, right? It's supposed to be. So, so guys, um, thank you very much. Thanks again for joining us on the Black Letter Podcast. Ken's new book, Come Find Me. You could go to comefindmebook.com. Comefindmebook.com. And that's where you can purchase the book. The plug. But Amazon as well? No, not on Amazon. Amazon. Uh, Come you know, find- one of the things that Terry did, and this is a good lesson, is I want to have ownership of everything because you give away so much and you have no ownership. He created his own publishing company oh, so that wow. he had ownership of, of this book and control of so where it's going to go. So does he publish this? He's publishing it. So yeah. Terry Crews publishing it, and you can find the book, Ken Harvey and Terry Crews' new book, comefindmebook.com. And, uh, and then Ken's new book that he's writing, which I'm interested to read. Very interested. I bet Dusty will read it. Absolutely. You actually have to give me some. I'm going to have to interview a little bit. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll Good. talk. Um, uh, confessions of a broke-ass ex-NFL player. In a suit. In a suit. <laughs> Not today. No suit Generally, yeah. I see Ken no, in no a suit. suit yeah. Usually, I see him in a suit, oddly, more than me. And now, let's step aside and have a word from our sponsors. After four years of exciting growth, recently named Washington Business Journal's fastest-growing real estate brokerage and fifth-fastest-growing company overall, Pearson Smith Realty continues to build upon their vision of building an agent-focused brokerage dedicated to providing the ultimate client experience. Servicing the DMV in West Virginia, if you're an agent looking to work in a collaborative atmosphere while taking advantage of the industry's best compensation packages with unlimited value propositions, or if you're a buyer or seller looking for an agent that will go above and beyond to find your dream home, visit www.pearsonsmithrealty.com today or call 571-386-1075. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play so you never miss an episode. And to catch us on video, check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.